The time is here. The anime adaptation curse has been lifted. Or has it? Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. I'm thoroughly confused by that question. I, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I'm here with some Why folks. Why is that confusing? <laughs> I think it, maybe I'm just sleepy. I think so. I, I think I'm just sleepy. Or I don't like children. One or the other. We'll figure it out. Uh, I'm here with some folks. Folks, would you all like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I am sure. a jammer living day by day. Laurie's Jones. I'm here. Kirsten, <laughs> Kirsten Michelle. I'm going to start introducing all of you again. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know why you give it like lay that obligation onto us. There's too many of us. For us I, to effectively do I that. literally just said that I was sleepy. I was tired and I was hoping that you all like adults could just introduce yourselves and I could like nope. one more thing off my brain space. As if um, any of us are not sleepy. Excuse me. Yeah, sir. I've already been up for like 14 hours. I've, I've been tired. up for intentionally five. being like the children that you hate in novels. Okay, and you know, movies. Kyle, you're the only one among us who started, you know, this was this is a reasonable hour for a normal human. <laughs> Everyone else on either side should be, well, we're, at this time we'd be up anyway, but 30 minutes ago or 40 minutes ago, we should have been in bed. I should be in bed. Um, <laughs> but instead, I'm going to talk about One Piece with these guys. So last week uh, on on the previous episode, we had a conversation about One Piece and the first episode, the premiere. We, we had so much fun talking about it. We thought we would come back and have a conversation about the rest to see if our... Uh, I think everybody was pretty impressed with the first episode. Uh, well, mostly, yeah, sort of. And if you of. haven't seen it, you should definitely okay. check it out on the Genreverse Podcast Network channel. We have a two-parter. We were literally reacting to the entire first episode of One Piece. So you could see our in-the-moment reactions and kind of see where we landed at the end of it versus how we are now after watching all eight episodes. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've got two episodes discussing one episode of One Piece. How's that math work out for you? It's a two-piece for one piece. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's, that's right. cute. I like that. Thanks. Just picking up what I'm putting down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> guys ready to get on with it? Let's do ready. it. So, All one right. piece. Usually. Sorry. Usually, we do a uh, we do spoilers and non-spoilers, uh, but we're going to uh, just jump right into it. So, I was just going to give a friendly spoiler warning before kicking it over to our subject matter expert. Uh, the One Piece Dr. Jammer himself. Is that offensive, Kirsten? If I call him a doctor, I shouldn't do that. You Dude, shouldn't do what that. Are you? Yeah. What are you? What you give you? doctors a bad. She's a doctor. I'm I not. So. I shouldn't. I'm sorry. We went an actual Thank doctor you. on the show. I shouldn't do that. Uh, I don't know what to call him. <laughs> call me, just call me Jammer. Jammer. It's fine. Yeah, just, there you know what to call you without the doctor. <laughs> um, you threw me off with that whole thing. I had a whole thing lined up and ready to go. Um, so, One Piece. Go ahead. Shoot. Oh, I don't remember. That's the problem, Jonesy. I know I can do it, but I forgot it because he distracted me with that Dr. Jammer thing. Anyway, okay, I got so it. old man, ja old man Jammer. Take That's what I'm going to call you now. Take it down. Okay. One Piece uh, has had 48 official critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And You're is not going to read them all, are you? No. Where does this come from? It's a thing okay. you do. We're currently sitting 85% uh, and audience score of 96%. The critic consensus says One Piece captures the essence of its beloved source material with a charmingly big-hearted adaptation that should entertain longtime fans as well as patient newcomers. 
Ooh. I think I think qualified that uh, qualified that patient. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know really what that's all about. That was a weird comment. Patience I'm not sure. I, no, I feel that. I feel that. Oh, okay, I, okay. As a newcomer, yeah, I felt okay. that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because actually, I was talking to Kirsten about this as I was I was kind of like looking back at our episode that we did. It's like we had a One Piece expert, me. You had a One Piece hater, Kirsten. You had a One Piece newbie in Jonesy and a One Piece virgin in Larice. So it's like we had like all across the spectrum, spectrum, the different types of viewers. So that extends to this episode right now. So it's interesting to get all of our perspectives based on that because Kirsten actively hates One Piece, the, the anime. To be clear, yeah, I can't like get the anime. Her, I can't I get her to read the manga. She is physically incapable of reading the comic because she cannot read comics. Um which Why? is a, it's a story for another day. It's it's her the way her brain works. She can't process text and then take an image in and then go My back. It's called dyslexia. She's dyslexic. Yeah, I think yeah. she's dyslexic. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually dyslexia, but it's something where she's unable to do. And I think One Piece, especially as you get farther into it, the manga that is chaotic. Yeah, he showed me pictures of it, and I'm just like, I literally my my brain is looking at so many things at the same time that doesn't even know how to process it. And he's like, "Oh, you just read from here to here," and I'm like, "Yes, but my brain doesn't can't do." That. Oh, yeah, so, I forgot. That's the other thing; it reads backwards. That too. So, like, you know, just just as an example of the types of stuff that you're are reading, like this is kind of what you can expect them to look like. It's it may not seem like much, but it, it's kind of chaotic, um, or it can be chaotic. I get that. Yeah, it looks kind of chaotic there's a lot going on there yeah um okay so we've watched eight episodes so i want to go around the room and first get initial impressions again we're not doing spoiler free who should we start with let's first start with the person who has the least exposure larice i want to hear yes. your thoughts because especially you had a you really took to that patient comment, which is interesting. So what were your thoughts on the first eight episodes or the only eight episodes of the One Piece live action series on Netflix? It definitely took some getting used to all of the different characters. And I think they did a good job of introducing us to everyone. So that was helpful. But there was some of the episodes were definitely like very, very slow. They dragged things out quite a bit. So you, there was for me a lot of patience involved in like, okay, mm. let's, let's get to the point. Let's get to the action. Let's get to all the reveals of everyone and their connection to the other person that's in here and all of that. Um, someone make there, her watch the anime. She thinks this was dragged out. No, thank you. No, thank <laughs> you. Um, this, this was a lot <laughs> for me. So wait, um, so what were specific things you're like, okay, let's get to the point. Like, can you point out a specific instance where you're like, okay, come on, come on. I mean, I feel like even the connection between Luffy and Garp was just dragged out for such a long time. I'm like, who is he to this child? And I I think so, I even said to Brandon at one point, I was like, he, um, <laughs> I think I said something kind of ignorant, like that, that's his mother's father, right? That's, that's his, that's it's like, his mother's his father. grandfather. His grandfather on his mother's side, right? Like oh. that, <laughs> which makes sense, on. right? Because even our son was like, "Wait, how is that his grandfather?" Yes, yeah, it was really, really confusing. Um, yeah, but so, so even even so, it wasn't 
as so you were watching the early racist, episodes, basically. but as you were watching the early episodes, you weren't just thinking, oh, this is just a Marine who's looking for a new pirate. You're just like, there's something else. And why isn't it getting here sooner? No, I think when they started hinting at it, what I, is when I was like, okay, just get, go ahead and get to the point is okay. okay tell us who it is. Tell us what's going on. Um, and then the episode with, um, who's your little friend with the blonde hair? Uh, that's the cook, Kaya? the chef. Oh, Sanji. Mm. Sanji. Sanji. Yeah. Sanji and the, um, the, the peg leg guy. Zach. I was like, just what happened? How did they meet each other? Why, why is this all this animosity between the two of them? What's going on? Just have sex. Um, and and when they finally, <laughs> so you want an instant resolution did, on like, this is yeah, where they come from. It, it dragged out a little bit too long. And, and the, the scene on the, the rock, when you finally do get a chance to see how they met each other in the first place, it was like, what, 70 days or something like that on this rock together. And I'm like, really? You, we couldn't like, could have skipped ahead a little bit faster, right? <laughs> Go from like day 30 to like day 70 instead of like 40, 45, 65. It's like, okay, I got it. They were there for a really long time and then he ate his leg. <laughs> got it. <laughs> you just want the cliff notes. That's basically what I'm hearing. Yes. The, cliff notes. the second something pops up, students. it's like, wait a second, what about this? Answer it immediately. At that point, when you yes. think, oh, answer, give me the answers immediately. Okay. Quick flashback. Let me know what happened. And yes, I can see some on. of that. I do think there's a few times during the episodes where, because, and I knew what happened in the most part, because I've watched these anime episodes. But like, yeah, it was like, it did feel a little slow at times. So Kirsten, based on, on your exposure to the series... How did the One Piece live act? Well, actually, sorry, apologies, Larice. How what would you rate this on a letter grade? Um, I would probably give it like a B minus. I do think that fans, actual fans of the anime or the manga, are probably really going to enjoy it. Um, but for a newbie, there was just such a big learning curve that I don't know that I would have voluntarily watched the entire eight episodes so what is it what was the learning curve exactly what was like the part <laughs> to, where it was to be clear to i didn't force her to watch it she didn't <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't force me to watch it no there was there was no forcing me to watch it it was like do you want to watch this for the podcast would you like to watch it would you are you okay with this i'm like yeah that's fine <laughs> it's fine um but yeah it was, i i just I, learning all the characters i mean it, they did a good job of teaching us who everyone was and getting us set up, I suppose, for a season two. Um, but like I said, it was it was just really slow. <laughs> it's was, it was really, so really Kirsten, slow. why was this better than the anime? And what letter grade would you give it? So yes, I have seen a lot of the anime. Jamra has insisted on watching it over and over again because I will eventually understand. Not over and over again. Not over and over again. You keep trying to, yeah. Different so, arcs. How many episodes but, do you think you've watched? Oh, so many, way more episodes than he ever watched of Doctor Who and Firefly. I don't oh. know. Well, Firefly only has thirteen episodes. I've watched all of them. Get over yourself, Doctor Who. I've watched three or four seasons. I think like four seasons. That's Which Doctor? So that matters. 
Uh, I've watched Chris up through, season, up through season one Matt. of Matt Smith. Wait, okay. so you didn't even finish the um the soldier who waited and all of that good stuff? I don't. Maybe I don't oh, know. Wow, wow, that's good. So like the angels, the weeping angels. He got to the angels. Them. It was fine. I got way past. He got to the original angels. No, no, yeah. I mean, like, no, he did not one. get to those. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, he like Are you he about literally to tell he was me, like, uh, we'll "Just wait another season or two before it gets good." Are you about to tell no, me? You Jones said that you like think... it. No, I do. I do. Think... So no, I think that the strength of that, especially that doctor, is his relationship with Amy and Rory, and yeah. getting to see like mm-hmm. what happens at the end, and then there's this deleted scene from the end of the season that, that that's there's an animatic like there's a drawing of it i'm like why would you delete that i'll send it to you okay so let's you let's take it back to one but it, anyway. it was, <laughs> it's like oh my god why would you delete this it was amazing okay. but yes you should keep watching doctor who since i keep watching one piece no i oh, i really struggle with the anime because i do think it is it's dragged out it has the same issues i have with a lot of anime which is they are just over explaining um people do something and then they say out loud that they just did the thing and it's like oh my god i didn't need to hear that um i really liked this i thought the characters were better developed i think it did a better job of like making me care about the characters i think it was faster paced (laughs) which i think says something (laughs) um but yeah i think it was faster paced in terms of just things actually happening in one episode versus like it taking six episodes to have a fight scene. So I, I really liked this and I do not like the anime. (laughs) Um, Like I don't care about the characters in the anime. I don't like a lot of the characters. Like I'm going to get these names (laughs) right. Usopp. I hate Usopp in the anime. Terrible. I don't like Sanji very much. Sanji's so over the top. It's, annoying i want to punch him and i feel like they were able to take the characters and actually like make them likable while not changing their personalities yeah i thought they did a really good job with sanji in this series like he he acts a specific way in water seven arc and i feel like they leaned harder into that someone who's really sort of empathic and warm and smart they leaned into that i feel like in this part in this adaptation of him and i think that was a smart move um anyways jonesy as somebody who has read a significant chunk I you know didn't about ten- rate it yet oh sorry kirsten rate it you're bad at this i'm bad at this <laughs> i would give it a b plus oh nice jonesy as somebody who has read a significant chunk of the anime or the manga um which it surpasses the east blue how would you i've rate- read like a tenth I've written a, a tenth. That's a significant chunk. Considering sure. how many there are. <laughs> um, I I really enjoyed the characters. I thought that they did such a good job of capturing what I thought was the spirit of these characters. And I agree with Kirsten. Like they shaved off enough of Usopp's irritating personality. Because remember when we had a conversation about this, I was like, I hate his character. And part of it was because um, like the cowardly black guy is like a trope. And so like them shaving off, like just any portion of that made it less annoying. Um, So that was a lot of fun. The story for me did 
drag. The pacing felt sluggish in some parts. And it's not because I necessarily needed an answer to things all the time. It just, I wish I could put my finger on what it was exactly me, that felt. It was episodes three and four with Kuro. Ones that he says yeah. felt like Doctor Who. Yeah, the ones yeah. that felt like, they're the ones where they're in the mansion. Yeah. Those two episodes. That was exactly, those yeah. exact, like, exactly as, it. When I was watching it, I was just like, oh my God. It, it's you know, it's awkward because I don't think they could have fit that all into an episode, but I think they could have done it in an episode and a half and there's, or yeah. maybe even an episode and change. So they're at that place where it's just like, I don't know how you fill that time because they changed that dramatically from the manga. If you recall, the manga itself has this Dumb. pirate battle on the beach, yeah, essentially, as opposed to like the rest of the crew shows up, right? The rest of the crew shows up. You have this other yeah. um, guy who uh, is a hip uh, hypnotist who, you know, way back when was the one who hypnotized Captain Morgan into thinking he captured Captain Crow and like a bunch yeah. of other aspects to it that were just kind of cut, which makes sense. But I, I almost feel like they were at a place where they didn't have enough content to fill that time, but they needed to fill that time. Yeah. I, that would have been an so, interesting nugget that he was hypnotized to believe that he had killed Crow. But I think it's believable there was in what no they set real... up. Because the way yeah. they set it up is Captain Morgan is full of himself. And I think another right. touch that works when you watch it on repeat, but not in this one, was when they opened that safe in his office. There's the wanted poster for Captain Crow. Because you can imagine him being like, oh, this is my prized possession. Is that that one pirate that I captured and killed years right. ago? Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun watching the characters and like I said, the story was sluggish. There were as reading the parts that I did of the manga, it was fun where there were like little nods to stuff that they didn't expound on in the show that you got to see. So like one of them that I loved was when they were, so in this mansion arc, when Zoro was walking down the street, he was like, oh, I thought I was walking towards the mansion, but he was actually walking away from it, which is a nod to the manga where he's having this discussion with Luffy, where Luffy is trying to understand. He's like, well, why? how did you end up doing this job? And it's essentially that he got lost, right? And so he didn't know how to get back home. So it's a nod to the fact that he just has no sense of direction. And I, I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> Yeah, um, so it's and fun. that's a running and gag I, I, in the series. Like he has a terrible sense of direction. Like he gets lost, yeah. go on his way to the bathroom or other things. It's <laughs> insane. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that stuff. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, if I had to give it a letter grade, I think the strength of the characters, um, I'm more of a B plus to a B. Like I, the thing that had me coming back every time was just their connections and their relationships and how much even though Luffy is just like this very earnest character, how much even he struggles to deal with negative emotions and mm. watching him deal with that and like struggle through that um, added a very real layer to his character, which is incredibly over the top. Um, but seeing him be the glue that bound these people together and someone that believed in their dreams is a lot of fun. I like, I, I really, really enjoyed that part of the show. And so the end where they all where they flash back to being children and so like this was my dream and this is like their cast off ritual like i really enjoyed that scene just like as a wrap-up to everything from the season um and one thing that i don't think anybody mentioned that i like the thing with garp like it wasn't necessarily their connection that bothered me like shoehorning in that battle at the end it, it felt 
kind of rushed and forced to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, that is one thing that I would say is a negative to me. Like everything else was sluggish, but then you get to this and I'm like, wait, wh- why is this even here? And so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think on my end, I'd give it an A minus. I think it does a really admirable job, admirable shock, job of shock, cutting shock. down. You know, I could have easily been on the other side. I am, I am shocked at how well I think this works. You know, you know me. I wasn't positive. It's no cowboy trailers. Bebop. It's no cowboy bebop. This is not a. The trailers did not really fill me with confidence. And um, you know, I know somebody who was an advisor on this, and this whole time he's like, "Oh, it's great!" Like online, he's like talking about how great it is online, and I'm just like, "You're biased as f, man. You're like, you're. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if I could trust what you have to say." But he was right. This was, I think, a solid adaptation. I think it has a lot of heart. I think it's string. It it doesn't land a hundred percent of the time, but I think it gets it right where it counts. And I think we can kind of feel that feel that throughout the entire show. Um, but I want to take this time to maybe dip a little bit more into like things that we liked most about it and maybe things that we liked least about it. So how's that for you, Kyle? Does that work? Favorite things? (laughs) That's a cutting point for you to move on to the next thing. Uh, because I wanted to specifically see if there's any, any parts that stood out to you as particular strong points that maybe you didn't expect about it after watching the first episode, Kirsten, I'm going to put you on the spot. And <laughs> you give me time to think. Well, you know, I actually liked the Kuro episodes mostly because I think, and this is one of the things I was talking to him about um, when we were watching it is like how much of my perception is based on how much I hated specific parts of the anime. Cause those episodes a, I hate Usopp, and maybe that was part of the reason I hate Usopp, but those episodes I did not care about. I barely remember the episodes. I remember there being some sick blondie, and that was it. That's all I remember from those episodes. So I really liked the episodes in this one, because I feel like I actually cared. And like the relationship between her and Usopp was really well developed, and like that the betrayal was better developed. So I... Once again, it's just the characters. I think they did such a good job, but I feel like that those episodes specifically stood out to me because I cared so much about them in this version when I barely remembered those episodes in the anime. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, I think also she likes campy things. So there was that part where the Meowbin <laughs> siblings, or they're the Meow, they're the Meowbin brothers oh, no. in the in the manga where they t- put on their outfits and when that, that bigger guy chill. put on I his outfit and I was just like, oh, oh my God, hilarious. he looks terrible. And Kirsten's like, this is so awesome. I love <laughs> their was- outfits. <laughs> it was like, the thing is like, I re- is just recognizes that it is over the top. They're like, we have freaking cat pirates. And they were just like, we're going to go for the cat pirates. Yeah, there, there are the a lot hissing. of parts with a cat, yeah. with a with a crow where he started like going like moving really fast when he's about to kill Mary and I was like oh no this looks so bad oh my god <laughs> I lost faith in episodes three and four and I'm like is this the problem I had was like is this going to be a series where we're like confined into close quarters for the entire show and I just felt a little claustrophobic especially after we had an episode of Buggy, which was completely in a tent. And then these two and three, which were almost completely in a mansion. And I was just like, is this going to be the whole show? Luckily, I feel like it opened up a lot in Baratier and moving on. So I felt better. 
it still had some confined aspects, kind of, but yeah, I think it was I, better. So I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I okay. One of the things I thought was very cool was it, at the very beginning of the show, they showed you and kind of promised you a scope and scale that I don't think they ever got back to. So mm-hmm. at the, the, the execution scene in the beginning, there's a square, it's full of people. Um, and then you pan out and you see this huge city, you see all these ships and they're like logo one piece. You're like, holy shit. Like, I remember that feeling of like, this is a big epic world. And to your point, after that, we're inside, we're inside, we're inside. Um, even all our longs park, like it just felt like an abandoned park. Like it never felt big again after Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think, um, yeah, I agree with that, but I think it was better after those mansion episodes. Oh yeah. No, no, uh, it opened the, the up show a show where better. it was like, it was enough for me where I was just like, I didn't feel like I was, con- I was a claustrophobic yeah. anymore. Like I had earlier than that, but yeah, we didn't quite return to that scope yet. Ironically, they cut out the last two episodes, which are now going to be in season two. And they would have brought us back to that same city that mm. we saw the execution on. Um, so mm. it could have gone full circle, but you know, I think the, the budget probably cost too much. So they're like, let's just cut two episodes. Um, <laughs> I, so you mentioned Luffy, Jonesy, and his change in character. And I think that's something I want to highlight. There are two things that this Luffy does that the anime and manga Luffy would never do. A, when Nami says, let's go back to Baratier, and he's like, I'm not feeling hungry right now, Nami. He would never say that, A. yeah. Um, B, it's also indicative of someone who has some like emotional read on the situation, which he would never have. Um, and B, <laughs> that part where I think Usopp says something, and then... Luffy says, I don't know. I'm not really trusting my gut right now. And mm. those it's those lack of confidence moments that I think helped humanize him better than in the manga. Made him less one note and more somebody who's just like, you're right, he doesn't quite know how to handle these emotions just yet and what to do or what decision to make. And it, it was subtle, and it wasn't like a complete change in character, but it was it was enough for me to notice. I'm sure plenty of manga fans it noticed. It made him feel human. Yeah. Agreed. And allows room for growth, which I really yeah. like. Yeah. Anything else that anyone loved or hated about the show? I think I hated this scene, and, and Jonesy and I kind of talked about it when it happened. Um, the same scene that Kirsten really liked we kind of hated or that the, the whole outfits? situation with that no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> this when they were in the mansion and um uh Usopp was trying to convince Blondie that she needed to get out of there and you know he's trying to rescue her and he she's like this is just another one of your stupid stories and I've put up with this long enough kind of attitude towards him and he's like what where is this coming from he looked very confused i was kind of confused I'm like why is she turning on him right now and that clearly there's actual danger and like i i get it because he had been lying the whole time and i think that was one of the episodes that i wanted the kids to actually watch because we just had a conversation about <laughs> the uh, boy who cried wolf yes yeah <laughs> and they were like I kinda, what happened like, um, i saw it as this almost like she because she loved Kuro so much that I like she just couldn't wrap her head around someone betraying her like that I get it but 
And also it, he's known for She lying. believed this. She Yes, but he was also her friend. And of all the people that she was going to believe, it seemed like it should have been the person that she knew the longest versus the people that just showed up at her door and she knew nothing about and had no reason whatsoever to trust them. So I would say this from, I think from her perspective, they're both her friend. Um, and I think that the time that they came into her life also has an impact into why she would trust them, right? So they showed up in her life at the same time her parents died. Well, they killed her parents. So I think the fact that they were there to support her during that time is probably what impacted her uh, relationship with them and the reason why she would believe them. Like he's a father figure to her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Koro's um, story kind of bugged me a little bit, too, because I'm like, he was a pirate and now he's just going to retire. Yeah, I thought that made perfect sense. Stay at home. I I thought it made sense. Like, like, I would do it. Well, it's not that I would do it, but I thought that they they explained why. Right. Because he said something to the effect of, you know, I did this for all of this time and all it got me was a price on my head. So now he's mm-hmm. going to trade that in for this lucrative shipyard business. It's like, yeah, I, I get that. He is the, not necessarily going straight, but he is the godfather. He is a gangster who's like, I'm tired of this life and I want to go legitimate. And so, yeah, he's got to kill one more person, to do it, but that doesn't really, yeah, he's got to yeah. kill one more person to be able to go straight. And, and like, he's I, done. And yeah. then he's done. But to he's contrast- out of the game. Yeah, but to contrast that with like Zeph, who essentially did the same thing, he went straight too and had a lucrative business and a successful, you know, restaurant and stuff. I don't, I guess I we mean, don't know exactly how yeah, he, he got the restaurant, but he didn't that. kill anybody. You don't know but that. I, I, that's what I said. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we, we don't know at this point, like what yeah. he had to do in order to get the restaurant in the first place, but. Um, he's done the same thing and he's like, not, yeah, I think if anything child, well, and then the other part of that is think about this, this guy has had to put on a mask, put on a disguise. Like he's had to change his entire identity. So I read that as meaning like, I don't recall what the price was on Kuro's head, but if it was higher than, um, I think, was it higher than, uh, the guy that owns Brody? I don't know. I don't think we know what his old. The only reason was. I say that is yeah, because I don't think we ever saw that. It, it might have some impact on the things that he did. Right? He might have killed more people. He might have done more stuff. So he had to go into hiding. So like I, it didn't bother me as much. Like I understood. Like people mm-hmm. go straight in different ways. I want to talk about a couple more things that I want, and then we can move on. Um, one, <clears throat> I really liked Mihawk in this one. I thought Mihawk yeah. was so cool. His introduction was great. Um, where he was taking out those pirates and, you know, fighting as he was talking on the phone. I thought that was really cool. The voice was absolutely perfect. It captured his essence wonderfully. And also what they did for the arc, I thought was really cool, is they literally, the main villain of that arc at Baratier is the guy that Mihawk was killing on the phone. So that was like a nod to the fans where it was just like, you know, this guy, we didn't forget about him, but He's going to get killed okay. right here instead of later on. And I, thought I was, that was very really confused. Cool. Yeah. Right. It was just like, wait a second. I thought he was what's going on. It's um, like, clearly he's not going to yeah. die. Wait, what I loved about that was like, this guy's clearly not about to die. And then they cut to Garp and then you hear the guy gurgling and dying. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. He's, he's actually dead. 
And like I said, the, the subtitle was like gurgling, like, oh, <laughs> all right. And you cut on. back and he's dead and you see him dead. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> moving on with that. But I thought Mihawk was handled great. I also think one aspect of the show that captured the essence of One Piece perfectly was that one scene where we go back to the previous places and we see them reacting to Luffy's bounty for the first time, where it's just mm. like, okay, this is kind of what it's all about. Like We kind of see the progress that he's made. We get to check in at different places around the world and see where they are because usually at the end of each arc, things change and we kind of see like, here's the current state of the world. And we have like several chapters about like, here's what's happening with the warlords of the sea. Here's what's happening with the world government. Here's what's happening in relation to Luffy's bounty. And it's like really worried to see like the shift in the power system that they have set up as the story goes on. So that was like our first taste of that. And I think they handled that pretty well. I know Kirsten felt it compared to- I really liked that. Can I talk about something I hated that you just reminded me of though? And then we'll move on. (laughs) The Zoro (laughs) fight with Mihawk and like, oh, they're like, he's bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I get that you're trying to keep this PG-13 or whatever, but don't (laughs) keep showing the cut. That's definitely not actively bleeding. Not bleeding. Not yeah. bleeding at all. I know. They, they had a couple of, of lines like that in the series where it was very clear that, oh, they'll fix it in post. And they never did. Like, he's bleeding <laughs> everywhere. Like, as an actor, you assume, okay, they're going to add blood. So he's bleeding everywhere. And then they don't. And that was another part. I think I mentioned this Wait, in the who reaction. Who was the person who said that? I think it was Usopp said that. Or Nami said that. Usopp said Nami, it. I, I think Nami says it at one Nami point too, though. Too. I was going to say, if Usopp yeah. said it, then it's like, well, I, I think. Oh, I then it's just like, him he's losing too much yeah. blood. He's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> That's just Usopp, Usoppin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but there was another part. Hey, Oliver. There was another part. Um, And we mentioned, I think, in the first episode where Zoro says, as soon as I come down from here, and I'm like, you're at the same level as each other. What do you mean come down oh, from yeah. there? Uh, but it's he's like that in the manga as well. Yeah, but come down from there. When I come down from here, as Is opposed he, to when I'm would free, you, would you not he wasn't re- at a higher elevation. Would you not? He wasn't being yeah, he's brought sitting down. on but, the ground. But would, you yeah. not, but would you not refer to him as tied up? Tied up. That's the thing is I assumed it was like, oh, he's hanging tied up. Not so much yeah. like yeah. above them. Higher. There okay. was a there is so a legit Kyle, Kyle if you're if you're sitting in a chair like this let me get down from this chair hold on, someone no I'm not down from the chair <laughs> if you're sitting off in of this, the chair if you're sitting out of the chair them. Kyle no, you if you're sitting in this chair, chair you want me to yell and peek the mic if, if you let me fucking talk here we go yeah, if you're sitting you. like here and you're tied up and someone's at eye level are you going to say as soon as I get down from here I'm going to no. kick your ass are you, no yeah, but if I'm tied up from this chair yeah I can get up from the chair. Sure. So you're I mean, tied up, and tied you're up. going to get up yeah. from the chair. So what was the thing that you hated, Kirsten? I forgot. Did we talk about it? You you mentioned yes. it, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, the bleeding. The whole blood the bleeding. thing. Okay. The bleeding. Was, I was making yes. sure that we tackled that. Um, any last words yes. about One Piece before we move on? So or actually, Jonesy, you mentioned that uh, you're like, are we even again? It sounds more and more like we potentially could be getting a second season, which we'll talk about in a bit. So I'm excited. No, 100% we're getting a second season. Well, I don't know about that. I don't trust. Netflix. Never trust Netflix. Never trust Netflix. But anything else you saw? Want to say you saw the numbers, right? I saw the numbers. No. <laughs> Anyone else have anything to add, or are you ready to move on to the next story, which is going to be all about the potential second season of the Wanting Piece? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, 
Larice, question before I yes. get into that. Would you watch yes. a second episode of One Piece? Second, second season? season? Second season, sorry. She's watched second a lot of episodes. I've watched all, <laughs> all, all, the, all the current live action episodes. I've seen them all. Um, would I watch a second season? Uh, yes, probably. I, it's not one of those shows that I think I would put like at the top of the list of things where I'm like, we have to watch this tonight, like foundation. I'm not going to tell you what happened, but someone might have watched another episode without me. Just going to leave it there. Um, I will get, I, I get upset about things like that. This, if that same person decided to watch it without me, I don't know that I would be so upset about missing episodes of the second season of this. Wait, okay. Jammer, you watch Foundation? No. I was trying. You didn't get it. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happened is I was uh I was half listening because I was making sure I had articles ready for the actual news story so I didn't hear whatever that was. So that that that's what happened there. Thanks for asking the question and not listening for the answer. That's Ooh. that's par for the course. Kirsten has to deal with that on a regular basis. Do you ever ask a that's question? That's our relationship. And then immediately regret asking. You're like, "Shit, why did I ask that? I don't care about the answer." Like that happens <gasps> to me all the time, especially at networking events. When I'm speaking to somebody and I ask them a question, I'm like, oh, no, he's going in too deep on this. I have no idea what he's talking about. I really don't care. I regret my entire life right now. I was just trying to network. Ah. So One Piece has a potential for a second season. We don't know yet in terms of whether or not this is going to be good enough for season two, but it's it, it's gotten 140 million hours of views, which puts it... Um, a bit behind some of the big ones. I know, Jonesy, you had a particular thing that you sent us. Yeah, and so I'm not it sure has it, bro- it broke the viewership. It, so supposedly it broke the viewership record for Wednesday and Stranger Things. I have not seen that anywhere oh. else other than that post that you sent us. So I, I looked it up and I couldn't find anywhere. On Is that, that a challenge? Oh. Yeah, it's a challenge. Go ahead and find it. But Sent, I think the, the next couple of weeks are going to be telling. So if it's able to keep it up, then I think we'll definitely get a season two. But if we do get a season two, uh, it sounds like things are are ready to get going quickly as soon as the actor slash writer strikes wrap up. Um, uh. So this is a, in an uh, article from Variety. The producers behind the show say the scripts for season two are completed and that the next season could be, quote unquote, ready to air in essentially 12 to 18 months. We've got scripts ready. Um, CEO of Tomorrow Studios, Marty Adelstein says, and he says, realistically, hopefully a year away if we move quickly, and that is a possibility. Somewhere between a year and 18 months, we could be ready for air. And this is Tomorrow Studios President Becky Clements who said that. So it could happen fairly quickly, assuming that these strikes, um, you know, don't last a million years, which at this point, who knows? But yeah. um. Clements went on to say that, you know, we haven't had a renewal yet. They said they keep it, as you know, close to the vest until post-launch. But with Netflix's support of the title, we expected it to be a number one. And we sensed their research and algorithms probably saw the possibility for that. But in our subsequent calls post-launch, 
we have been told that we have exceeded expectations, which is also fantastic. Um, and then Adelstein adds to it. I think Netflix is looking at various situations about how many episodes they do. Do they break them up? I think we're trying to figure that out this week. I suspect we'll hear from them next week to two weeks. There seems to be a big impetus to keep this going and to come up with a big long-term strategy. So for waiting for that. So it seems like there is a possibility to really maybe even go more than just beyond. I mean, beyond a, a, another season, maybe they're looking further and saying, okay, how can we divide this up to make it long lasting, which I think is good. And I think Netflix should wisely consider this as Stranger Things is coming to an end next season. So they need another mm. cash cow and maybe this could be their cash cow. I don't know. I know, Jonesy, you're shaking your head. Why are you being so negative? They don't have the stones for it. They just don't. You don't think so? No. <sighs> but it. you said, uh, so... Jammer, you said that they already have two episodes, like two basically unaired episodes. Of Not One unaired episodes. Or... I think. I think they they did the scripts for them, and I I don't think they shot them when they realized how much okay. it was going to cost. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know why? Because the scope and scale of that city was too big, so they kept it in a tent <laughs> and in a mansion and in an abandoned amusement park. So I sent you all the another article. It's from Yahoo, and it says that the da- data that you were referring or that I was referring to came from Flix Patrol. Uh, so they aggregate data on both VOD and streaming charts. The first season of One Piece has already rocketed to the top of Netflix's charts in 84 countries. And so they're saying that by comparison, Wednesday and Stranger Things only hit number one in 83 countries when they played. Oh, those records. Gotcha. So not the actual viewer hours, but the number number one countries. Yeah. Yeah. Just Understood. viewership yeah. record. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, 140 million hours is, is what they got for, Net- for One Piece. And I think Wednesday was like in the mid to high 200 hours or something. So it was significantly higher. And I'm hoping that it's just able to retain for the next couple of weeks. It's made you wish like, come on, Netflix, stop it with dropping these things all at once. Just do it weekly. Just do, do it weekly. Do you think that that has anything to do with the cast at all? Or do you think it's more of a marketing thing? The fact that it was so popular in so many different countries, because just kind of like scrolling through the cast to see what they've done before. It seems like they've done things in different countries, like and again in other languages and and that kind of thing. Do you think that had Maybe. anything to do with it? Maybe that's part part of it. I also think that Wednesday had um, like viral moment and moments that mm. there I have not seen anything like that for One Piece. So that's one true. of the things that's the same. No dance. There's no, yeah, no. It hasn't made it on t- <laughs> no TikTok yet. Right. And you know, no. that's that's kind of a big deal. Like if you if you want to understand, like okay, at some point, like what is this? What is this? I, I know part of my reason for wanting like I knew I wanted to watch it before, but as I'm scrolling TikTok and I kept seeing the dance, I was like, fuck, I I'll, I'll watch it now. <laughs> like, what is this? So Yeah, I there's nothing really memeable, I feel like, in one piece in this series. No. I'm like, there has to be something. There has to be something. Even the snails. Nothing about the snails. Come on. Uh, the snails <laughs> might make it. The snails might make it into a meme, but I don't know how that, you like, that. That like ringing sound might end up making it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Kirsten, would you watch a season two? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> you look like you regret that. You're like, yeah. Yeah. No, I Jonesy. would. I don't want to make you too excited. Yeah. Can Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Poor question. Yes. So. I keep bringing up 
at the beginning of this episode, you talked about the fact that this show has broken the curse of live action adaptate adaptations. I think it's just as important to talk about the fact. So this is at least Netflix's third attempt. So they've had Death Note, um, Cowboy Bebop, and this. Yes. This one, notably, at least as far as I understand, is the only one of the three to have significant involvement from the original creator. And I'm curious, do you mm, think that, that that's is not true? Different? Isn't Shinichiro Watanabe, wasn't he included as an executive producer or something? No. So they might have put his name on it, but he okay. very specifically said, I, I made it to like the intro of the first episode and I knew that this wasn't Cowboy Bebop. And so he didn't have anything else to do with it so um, there are like his, um, his statement is actually pretty harsh there are a couple of reasons why i think yes that for sure i think that probably has something to do with it of those this is the only one that i feel like is a faithful it, it feels it captures similar vibes as the manga it's the only one of the three of them that captures vibes of the source material so the source material from death note i think they basically took the concept and did its own thing the one for cowboy bebop they took something that I feel like was grounded and they decided to make it super campy and like stylized, which made no sense to me. And this one kind of had a similar vibe, to be honest, as Cowboy Bebop, but it was it it, it was it skewed closer to the source material. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that I think it does have something to do with it, because a lot of fans usually, you know, fans of the first one, they'd be like, this sucks. A lot of people loved it. So I think that. Helped. So he said. So Watanabe is credited as an associate producer and consultant. And so his quote is for the new Netflix live action ad adaptation. They sent me a video to review and check. It started with a scene in casino, which made it very tough for me to continue. I stopped there and only saw that opening scene. It was clearly not Cowboy Bebop. And I realized at that point that if I wasn't involved, it would not be Cowboy Bebop. So. I thought that maybe I should have done this, although the value of the original anime is somehow higher now. Far higher now. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> Minced right. zero words. Yeah. Uh, Jonesy, are you going to watch season two? Uh, yeah. I, I would like to see what happens to the Straw Hat Pirates. So, all right. Great. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Jonesy, go ahead and do your sign-offs because, you know, I'm terrible at it. So do your thing. You were starting to do it. You were just fine. Uh, nope. If you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share, raise a Jolly Roger flag something. Uh, yeah. Also, check out other content on LRMonline.com. What? LRMonline.com? What the hell? It's been like several years. What is wrong with you? Do you have a stroke? Yeah, maybe. And uh, also the genres on YouTube. Yeah. Other than that, we'll catch you on the next one. Asa lasagna. What? Stop Stay making that base. Lasagna.